0: From Los Angeles, California, this is BurnCast, and I'm the Bomb. Happy Tutu Tuesday, and welcome to the show. After a January hiatus, we're back and in full effect. In today's episode, we speak to visionary artist Alex Gray about art, Burning Man, and family. We also have a conversation with Felix Harth, my campmate from Camp Sunscreen. But first, the Burncast Community Bulletin Board. Burncast wants to hear from the community, so please contact us by clicking on the My Chingo audio recorder, which is embedded on our website, burncast.net, or call us at 206 350 1416. You can also shoot us an email at burncastgmail.com. At Second up, we want to give a shout out to Kill a Girl, a New York burner and kissing bandit. It is with a heavy heart that we announce that on New Year's Day 2007, Kill a Girl suffered a brain aneurysm and is subsequently in a coma at the time of this recording. She is now in an intensive care unit at San Francisco's General Hospital. When news broke out about Kill a Girl, Burncast received numerous messages all around the globe from her friends wishing her a speedy recovery. Let's listen to a few now.
1: Hey Killer Girl, Shane Digi, coming at ya, I wanna see ya, I miss ya, wanna play some music for ya, better get better, you better get better, cause I wanna see ya.
0: Yo, Killer Girl... It's Suze Q calling you from Turkey. I was looking at some pictures of you in your bear suit, and it is the right time of year for that. So I'm not sure in San Francisco in that bed they've got you in a bear suit. Maybe you should be. I'm not going to go to the alties this year, mostly because you're not going to be there to toss the flowers because you're on the wrong side of the country. Oh, I'm not in the country. So I figure when I come back in July, we'll go to Revival. You'll sit in your regular seat. I'll come and see you, and it'll all be good, okay? Thinking of you, bye. Suze Q in Turkey. Bye-bye.
1: I regained McCallini Allen. It's Misha, Johnny Irish. Hey, kiddo, it's Johnny Irish. How you doing, darling? Hoping you wake up very soon, because you've got a whole lot of love out here waiting for you. We're all vouching for you. We know you're a fighter. So get up out of that bed, darling, and show us what you're made of. We miss you so much. All well, my love, darling. Bye. See you soon.
0: That was some get well wishes for kill girl We here at BurnCast also send our thoughts for a speedy recovery. For more information about kill girl and how you can participate in fundraisers to benefit her and her family residing in New York while she recuperates in San Francisco, please click on our show notes at burncast.net. And now on with the show. Alex Gray is an artist whose main subject matter includes cosmic energy, love, and the infinite potential of the human body, mind, and spirit. His work depicts in anatomical detail the human body combined with subtle energy systems such as chakras, prana, chi, meridians, and electromagnetic energy. Based in New York, he and his wife Allison founded the Chapel of Sacred Mirrors, a not-for-profit institution supporting visionary culture. Burncast met up with Alex Gray at Entheon Village on Friday, September first, two thousand six, in Black Rock City. Embedded images courtesy of Alex Gray.
2: Okay, my name is Alex Gray, and I'm a mystic and a painter, and I was at Burning Man in two thousand three at the behest of my good friend, Richard Wolfe, and absolutely loved it. But we were building a chapel in the uh, New York City, Chapel of Sacred Mirrors. And so, uh, 2004 and five, uh, we were completely absorbed in building the chapel. And uh, we said good wishes to all of our Burning Man friends. And, uh, knew we would return sometime. So, this was the first time, 2006, that we felt like we could make a little contribution.
0: It's actually a large contribution. It's it's actually a large contribution. You've got this theme camp, you've got the base of the man, and uh, you've got a lot going on.
2: Yeah. We were really honored with the position that the Burning Man staff gave us at one of the entryways to the man. So we put a lot of hard work and money and whatnot into making a contribution to because it's a we're sharing our visions out here. It's a kind of communing with the forefront of the human and the divine imagination, you know, on the playa. We were looking at the similarities between Hieronymus Bosch's visions of heaven and hell and uh, his strange-looking um, architecture and things like that, and it—it's really evocative of the experience here at Burning Man.
0: And and what has your experience been for 2006 in terms of the theme, hope and fear?
2: Well, I did a huge couple of paintings, uh, eight by eight feet of large close-ups of human heads in the expressions of hope and fear. And uh, in the eyes of the fearful one, there's a uh, kind of a, the light of a nuclear blast or something. And uh, in the pupils of the eyes of the hopeful one, you can see a kind of galaxy. Then if you look closer at that galaxy, which is occurring in an v- extremely widely dilated pupils, you see the l- kind of little words LS and the S is the spiral galaxy, LSD is uh, the word that's in the hopeful one's eyes. So uh, being part of Entheon village and uh, sort of naming Entheon, it's a place to discover the god within. It's may be safe to say that Burning Man wouldn't exist without LSD having existed, because it's probably what catalyzed the consciousness movement and, you know, bootstrapped artists into uh, the visionary worlds, which they're really free to express here out on the playa. And that's why we uh, made a huge banner of Albert Hoffman, my painting, St. Albert and the LSD revelation, revolution, because uh, it references all the many lives that were changed through that alchemical gold. And uh, among them is a little symbol of burning man as well, just acknowledging the cultural impact that has come through that.
0: I'm curious, how did you learn about the, or where did you discover the different subtle bodies of the human body? Well,
2: I got a job in a morgue and could see, you know, the sort of the visceral aspect of, of death and the body and the dead body is so still, you know, It's what, what is this force that is life and consciousness? This was a central question for my artwork and Of course, some of the great cultures have been providing answers for these questions for a long time. So all the subtle energetic systems of the chi and the ki systems and the the different chakras and auras and the clairvoyance of, and um, really sacred artists of the past have always incorporated these uh, mandalas and the uh, nimbuses around the body and the halos and and uh, auras and things like that. We know that holy people glow, they're enlightened, you know, so they glow. And uh, so this is a, a... Can you see that in a corpse, the glow? I haven't been able to. The glow is gone. That's what's. That's the nature of life energy, the the life that takes over the dead body, depending on the temperature it's kept at. You know, is is a bacteria and eventually, uh, you know, parasites and other kinds of things that uh, maggots that melt us down into our uh, constituents. So there is a, forms of life that are still in the body, but they're not what we identify with as our sort of core self.
0: What was your reaction to first seeing dead bodies?
2: Well, I guess I'd been drawing skeletons since I was five years old and so I had a a kind of magnetism to the subject of mortality and so it wasn't long before I found my way into a medical school morgue and found a friend who uh, gave me a job working there and that was uh, because I felt it was really important for us to understand how impermanent we are and that was uh, I learned a lot there not only about the beauty of the fabric of and the miracle of the, of the complexity of the human body but the a tremendous appreciation for the gift of life and uh, because of, of you never know when your last breath is true my prayer is that the the same tenacity and and possibility and belief in our own resilience that would bring us to an event in the middle of the desert and show how we can work with the elements and share our deepest Uh, being you know on many dimensions this is the uh, truly one of the greatest celebrations that's ever uh, occurred for I I think for the human race Burning Burning Man because it's a celebration of our individuality as well as our tribe we're we're the individual's tribe (laughs) And, and we actually like each other. And find ways to love each other, but on a greater scale. And art is the pathway to this kind of... big love that you can share, you know, through music, through painting, through cinema, through all of the arts, all the sculptures that are out there on the playa. They each help us to see a new perspective. You know, art is the easiest way to change your awareness and to alter your consciousness. Just really allow yourself to sink into a work of art and enter into the mind frame of, a, of another creative individual. It's a beautiful way to uh, um, you know educate yourself about how uh, there are different realms of understanding that different uh, people have and we can enjoy integrating them you know
0: do you have any messages or inspirations to share with other artists because you're like a superstar here (laughs) you are to me and uh, I'm sure people would like to hear something to help them on their path from you
2: I think that uh, my daughter said it best, better than I did, uh, when she was like six years old. Allison and I were conversing about, oh, what makes a great artist, you know? And uh, she chimed in from the back, I, I back seat of the car, I know what makes a great artist. And so, okay, uh, what, you know? And she said, uh, be yourself do your best and never give up.
0: I can't really improve on it. One last question before we... Can you talk about family? Well,
2: family is part of the tribe that we find here at Burning Man. We know that there is uh, sometimes the family that is uh, with our own last names that we share is not always the tribe that we feel bonded the closest with it's very strange but i think that it's true and that's why people come here looking for family uh it's a long way to go to find your tribe but regarding the path of parenthood and family i think it's a high calling as a as a spiritual path. That's the way that Allison and I took it. We said, Well, I don't think I want to do the life training without doing the childhood training, the parenthood training, you know. And uh so uh she uh Allison once again inspired that and very strategically gave me a dose of MDMA and uh we as we walked up the mountain and said, you know, hey I had this idea and it sounded like a very good idea to start a family. We'd already been together for 13 years. So we had time to really develop ourselves as artists, as individuals, as lovers. And it just seemed like uh, you'd just be spreading more love. Basically, oh, an opportunity for more love? Oh my God!
1: <laughs>
0: Let's take
2: it, you know. And and then there's all the other practical aspects of, of uh, you know how do you support your family and, and uh, you've got to be sober to do this as well. You're not going to just be taking. You're not just going to be tripping all the time and and being an effective parent, you know. So you have to uh, find ways to continue your spiritual life and perhaps engage your sacraments, but less often, and in a way that is bringing the wisdom that you've learned from those states, hopefully, into your daily life. You know, you trip, but then you integrate that understanding. And if you don't do that, then you're not really effectively using your trips. They're, they're just keeping you on a horizontal plane, you know, you want to go vertical. You know, you want to ascend. You don't want to descend, But you want to uh, start moving upward, uh, evolving your consciousness as well as your conscience. And those seem to uh, bootstrap each other to evolve a, a, a world where we can have a sustainable relationship with nature, and we don't really understand what that is yet. But it's coming, and there are numerous people, great minds, visionary minds, working on it. A lot of them are even here at Burning Man and want to bring that eco juice uh, into uh, the, the playa as well so we welcome it we think that this is the uh, future of visionary art the future of visionary culture and we're honored to be part of it uh, us the chapel of sacred music at cosm New York City come visit us alright
0: thank you very much
2: yeah thank you so much alright yeah Lots of love to everybody. Share the love.
0: That was Alex Gray speaking to BurnCast at Burning Man 2006. Coming up is an interview with one of my campmates, Felix Harth. But first, music by Mado Project entitled Peace, which can be found on the Podcast Music Network at music.podshow.com. Thank mm-hmm. is one of the sweetest guys in Black Rock City. He is one of my campmates from Camp Sunscreen. He is four years old with a highly developed vocabulary and he loves to talk, except when he's on mic. So in this recording, he's a tiny bit shy. Embedded photos by Andrew Harth. What's your name? Felix. And Felix, do you know how long you've been going to Burning Moon?
1: Hmm, five times. Wow. What do you think of Burning Man? I think so. You think so? <laughs> <laughs> do you like it? Yeah. I like it. Do you know what you like about it? Mm-hmm. The art cars.
0: You like the art cars. We had this conversation. You also, your favorite word is race car the last time I spoke. Is that right? Yeah. Still use your favorite word?
1: Yeah. My favorite word is race car. How about this? Race art car. Wow.
0: <laughs>
1: like an art car racing.
0: You're like, yeah,
1: that would be fun. That'd be so silly if a slow art car was racing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but there's no traffic in racing. Yeah, yeah. Because cars are pretty fast. Some cars are, mine isn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and in racing, all the cars are fast.
0: Can you, can you talk about your art cars? Don't you oh, have
1: some neat art yeah. cars that you've got? I don't want
0: to. You don't want to? You want to tell them about Donk? Mm.
1: No. No.
0: Donk's an old friend. I know that.
1: I want to tell about new things. Tell me
0: about new things.
1: Uh, yeah, but Tina, you know, we saw the fire dancing yes. next door.
0: Okay. it well, was pretty great, wasn't it? Yeah. At Hookah Dome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think about the fire at Burning Man? What do you think of that? I think so. You think so? <laughs> do you like it?
1: Yeah. What was your favorite fire that you saw? The fire dancing.
0: Yeah. Ooh, tell Tanya. Tell me about that. Here. What did you
1: see? Uh, I don't remember. They said a person's name, but I don't remember the name. Mm-hmm. Was this on burn night? Uh, What's burn night, Mom?
0: Um, that's when they burn the man. Did you see fire dancers on burn night, or was it another night? It
1: was uh, another night. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Do you think you want to be a fire dancer? No.
0: You want to be a fire watcher?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's because fire dancing looks dangerous to me. Mm-hmm.
0: It is, it is a little dangerous.
1: I'm done. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye.
0: Okay. <laughs> that, that was, was cool. awesome. Cool. Good job Felix. Yeah. That was Felix Harth speaking to Burncast on September 4th 2006 in Black Rock City. When I first met him at Burning Man 2001 he was still in utero and his mother was in her first trimester of pregnancy. This year at Burning Man, his mother was once again pregnant and well along in her second trimester. Congratulations are in order to the Hearth family at the arrival of Oscar, who was born on November 20th, 2006. We now conclude the show with music once again by Mado Project entitled Galata Tassare, which can be found at the Podcast Music Network at music.podshow.com. Spreading the flames about the art, culture, and community of Burning Man. For more information, visit us at burncast.net. To contact us, email us at burncastgmail.com at or call our listener feedback line at 206 350 1416. Or click on the My Chingo audio recorder, which is at our website to leave a message. A very special thanks to Lector of Nospectators.com for hosting these podcasts. you <laughs>